Hannah Staver, and this is Ohio Politics Explained, a podcast where you give us 15 minutes and we give you all the news you need to sound smart and impress your friends when you go out this weekend. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Ohio Politics Explained. This week, we're talking about Ohio's protest laws, that big infrastructure bill Congress passed, a Medicaid lawsuit, and a Democratic spat in the race for U.S. Senate. Co-hosting with me this week is Titus Wu. Titus is a Midwestern transplant who went to school in Missouri, worked in Kansas, and then moved to Columbus. He specializes in healthcare reporting on our team, and I also found out he speaks Spanish. Welcome to the show, Titus. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. You know, very excited. You know, very uh, relatively new to Ohio, but you know, um, I'm learning a lot about Ohio and how uh, how very unique of a state it is, and uh, excited to be on this podcast. Yeah, we're excited to have you. All right, so topic number one is protests. So Republicans in the Ohio House moved forward with a bill that would create new crimes and civil penalties for protesters. Republicans say these crimes only apply when protests turn violent and get classified as a riot. But Titus, what do you think of when I say the word riot? I I, I kind of think of, you know, obviously violence, maybe some actual looting, fires, that kind of thing. That kind of stuff. Well, in Ohio, legally speaking, five people standing in an intersection blocking traffic can be called a riot. And this is the problem that groups have, um, like the ACLU, like Equality Ohio, that they have with this bill is that there's a really low threshold to define uh, a protest as a riot. And then once it gets called a riot, the charges can go up even into felony charges. I see. So what's the, the purpose behind this bill? Well, they say it's supposed to protect uh, police officers. Um, so, like, they, the bill allows an officer who was injured in one of these events to sue a protester civilly. It also would let them sue any organization that knowingly contributed to somebody who um, uh, was intending to cause a riot. It's kind, but it's kind of vague. So, like, it doesn't define a lot of these terms. Um, it would also let police officers sue for a false complaint against them, but it doesn't define what that means. And so the ACLU and a lot of groups just have a lot of concerns about um, the lack of definition in the bill. I see. I see. Yeah. Florida actually passed one a couple months ago and a federal judge there struck it down as unconstitutional. So we shall see. I see. Do do you think this is going to have like a good chance of like going across the finish line or... I don't know. So I think it'll pass the House, but President Matt Huffman has who is the Senate president, uh, he has said he's not sure that creating all these new crimes is a good idea. So I don't know what his chances are in the Senate. Mm, Be interesting. uh, Topic number two is Columbus's own Joyce Beatty. She was at the center of negotiations that finally led to the passage of that half a trillion dollar infrastructure bill this week. It had been stalled since August. Beatty is the chair of the Legislative Black Caucus, and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi really needed them on board to pass this infrastructure bill, so Beatty helped facilitate that. Our colleague Haley B. Miller had um, interviewed uh, Representative Beatty about her role in this, and I thought it was really just kind of interesting to hear about, like, the back and forth and, like, stepping out to, like, take a cell phone call from the president. I don't know. What did you think? Yeah, it's it's something. It's obviously a, a super important issue for um, Democrats, uh, not just in D.C. but in Ohio, because you know, um, I mean, a, a lot of a lot of kind of the um, 
the losses that um, Democrats saw, you know, in the previous election in Virginia, New, New Jersey, and other places, a lot of it was kind of being tied to the fact that there was a lot of, you know, kind of static, a lot of inability to move between the progressives and the more moderate Dems in Congress, and the fact that you know um, they needed a win bridge that together, you know, speaks, uh, I mean, it, it, it speaks well for her, for her politically. Um, but I mean, I'm also having kind of, because, you know, it was an infrastructure bill, the contents necessarily weren't too controversial, besides just being tied to, you know, Joe Biden. This this upcoming bill, you know, that has some of the more, I guess you could say, controversial elements that, you know, Beatty is also, I guess, kind of in the middle of, I think that's going to be a bit tougher to pull out. Pull out. Yeah. Yeah, especially in the Senate. Um, so our third topic is one that Titus has been covering for us, and that's the messy world of Medicaid contracts. So why don't you take the lead and tell us a little bit about what happened this week? Yeah. So Medicaid, you know, it's a very big topic, and I guess just to very briefly break down as to why you should care about Medicaid. And Ooh, this I love. Nebulous tell me why. Topic. Um, so Medicaid, you know, in short, what it is, it's kind of the governmental health insurance, you know, it's paid for by the by federal government and also by Ohio government to provide health care for uh, more than 3 million uh, low-income Ohioans and disabled Ohioans. And it's a big chunk of money. It's like it's like the biggest part of the state budget worth billions of dollars. That's billions of dollars of your taxpayer money. That's where it's going to. So that's one reason why you should care. But also in the fact that, you know, it serves, again, 3 million people, which is which is a lot. Now, the way Ohio kind of uh, handles its Medicaid portion you know, is instead of, instead of a government directly providing uh, kind of health services, uh, they contract out with um, private, you know, health insurers, private health plans to provide these services to to these three million people. So you can imagine these contracts are are They're very big, big very. Um, you know, Hundreds have a lot of money involved and, you know, these health insurances, businesses, they have a loss at stake. Um, so the reason why we're talking about, you know, what's 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 happening now is first off, you know, there were a lot of problems with the previous or the current, I would say, Medicaid system in terms of, you know, um, for instance, you know, there were kind of pharmacy benefit managers. They're kind of these middlemen. They were kind of like overcharging prices, you know, so some money was going to waste. Um, there were, you know, other issues of kind of like, you know, special high needs children not being properly taken care of. And sometimes parents had to lose custody in order to get them have get the, those children to get the needs they needed to get. So, you know, when Governor DeWine took office and hired a new Medicaid director, their goal was to have this major overhaul, major reforms to the Medicaid system to help address all these issues. Um, and that required getting new contracts with, you know, with maybe new plans or same plans, but remodeling these contracts to to account for these reforms that they wanted to put in. And so one now, of these contractors got left out. Yes, yes. And, <laughs> and they're mad. They are very mad. Um, and that was uh, ProMedica or Paramount Advantage, you know, based in Toledo. Um, and they're saying, you know, their very existence, you know, their whole business is going to fall apart because of losing out on this big contract. Um, a lot of jobs are at stake. Um, so they at first they tried to, you know, um, appeal decision. They lost out because Ohio said, you know, you lost the contract because you your your application didn't talk about any of these reforms. They tried to get lawmakers to help them out. And then now they're doing the final stories. They're suing them. Uh, so that's what happened. Now, they lost this current suit that happened over four days. They lost that on, on Tuesday, um, but they're going to appeal that. So, you know, if they win, if they win in that appeal, you know, that means this whole, 
entire, you know, all these reforms that are being planned that are, you know, the cost a lot of money, a lot of resources, and that's already delayed. It could all be in jeopardy. So it's 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 um if you're in the Medicaid world, it's definitely worth watching. Yeah. And I mean, on the flip side, if they lose and they go out of business, all those people that had those jobs will be looking for a new place to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's a unfortunate situation for both sides, I feel. But. Yeah. So last but not least, all the drama in the race for Ohio's open Senate seat has been on the Republican side of the aisle. But this week, two Democrats running to replace Rob Portman got into it over debates. And for those of you who don't know, these debates are a great way for lesser known candidates to get their name out there. But they're also a great place for a front runner to flop. So the front runner on the Democratic side is Congressman Tim Ryan. But there's a progressive challenger named Morgan Harper, and she wants six debates. And Ryan's kind of like, yeah, let's talk about that after the filing deadline in February. So and it's, you know, he's the front runner. He's got more to lose. I totally see why he doesn't want to. I get why she does, but they're kind of going at it. And, you know, a lot of Morgan Harper's supporters are saying, look, like the party is pretty much wrapped up around Tim Ryan. He's scored a lot of big name endorsements, including Joyce Beatty. So um, they don't like the idea, I guess, that it seems like Ryan might be a foregone conclusion. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 I feel the Democrat Party, at least the Democratic establishment in Ohio, they have to they have to know how to kind of tiptoe around this and not want to further disinfect, you know, kind of maybe maybe some parts of their base in terms yeah. of this. It's, yeah. No, it's, the Democratic Party itself in Ohio has not endorsed anybody, but a lot of the big names within the party have. So we should make that clear to folks. Yeah, yeah. But I, I feel that definitely as true, you know, they haven't formed, but I feel like the vibe you're giving off, it's it, it really, yeah. maybe it's a stretch to compare this, but it reminds me of how, you know, in, in the previous presidential race, there was that kind of, you know, same dynamic between, you know, Biden or or even Clinton or back, if you want to go back further versus the more progressive folks like Sanders, Warren, same kind of a dynamic to playing out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, you know, Morgan Harper doesn't really have the name ID that Tim Ryan does. She challenged Joyce Beatty in the primary um, previously, but she's never really held elected office in Ohio. She's kind of a political newcomer. So I get why she wants like more debates and more coverage. Um, but it's, it's a debate negotiations. Like for those who are in politics, I find them fascinating. Like the back and forth that like campaigns do just to nail down debates. It's, it's wild. So one more thing before you guys go, the BMV wants your gold license plates, that is, if you're one of the 235,000 people still driving around with this vintage plate, Ohio says it's time to hand it over. The BMV says the plates are worn out and hard to read, but the folks who have them say they don't want to let them go. Yeah, it's um, it's crazy how, how Ohioans are very passionate about their license plates, I've, I've learned. attached to this plate. Like, the guys you interviewed were like, basically, like, you will pry this plate from my cold, dead fingers. You know, the saying that I know, my favorite saying now in Ohio, I guess, is my car, my choice. So, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I think previously, actually, Ohio used to um, kind of rotate these plates out. But then when the Ohio gold one came to effect, that's when they actually stopped kind of rotating them out. And then mm -hmm. now, you know, kind of 20 years later, they're like, OK, let's put this out of circulation. Yeah, uh, people are pissed. Yeah, people well, are used to holding on to it so well thanks so much for joining us this week titus and if you want to learn more about any of the topics we covered check us out online at any of the newspapers in our network like indieonline.com 
That's I-N-D-E online.com. 